When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to the On Everything podcast. Today we got a special guest. Uh, we have a educator slash life coach slash public speaker with us. Her name is Ella Brown. We're about to get it popping today, and we look forward to um, getting into some topics today. Good to see you, Ella. Good to see you, Jane. Glad to be here. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I. Uh, I, I was just thinking like what, what, um, I was thinking about like what type of things like we should discuss today. Right. And, um, right. as I was thinking about it, you know, like I, I wanted to get into, uh, family values today. Um, talk about, you know, just things that, um, you know, you learn growing up and why we are the way we are. Right. So, um, with that being, with that being said, um, Let's just get into it. Okay. So where should we start? Because, you know, family values cover a whole lot of different things. So we got mm-hmm. like religion. Yeah. We have, um, or spirituality. Some people are spiritual, not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, personal conduct. We got morals, education. Where should we start? Because we can cover them all. I mean, um, let's jump. Let's just jump into, uh, oh. That's hard. I mean, let's jump right into religion. That's fine. Okay, let's jump into religion. Okay, so religion. Um, one thing I would say to start us off about family values, and you can think about your family, I think about my family and people yes. who we know, is religion can sometimes be a touchy subject, right? Yeah. Um, and people grow as well because mm-hmm. there are people who maybe, like I said, spiritual and not religious. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know become religious, they belong to a religion or something may happen in their lives or their experiences and maybe it's nothing. You know what I mean? And so it all depends on one, of course, family, how we were brought up and then life experiences. So I say for me, um, spirituality as a whole has always been a big part for my family. Um, As far back as I can remember, great, great, Mm -hmm. great, great grandparents, right? That's, That's kind of a staple. And also in the black community, it really is a focus in a lot of our homes, right? Because that's Absolutely. that's all we had sometimes was religion, was mm-hmm. spiritual, right? To get us through. So I think that's important. And my my take on it is sometimes people are struggling with it because they don't understand. They may not understand the word. They may feel like mm-hmm. they want, 
you know, to come to God or whoever you feel like your God is, but they don't understand the word and they kind of shy away from it. So I think it's, it's important for families to support each other and one another in that mm. aspect and then support people's growth because everybody's not going to be at the same place. Everybody's not going to be as, as religious or spiritual as you. And mm. you know, you have to just support everybody and bring, bring them up and help guide them and then let them choose for themselves what mm. it is they want to, what they choose to believe. What are Absolute, your thoughts? Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, my thoughts, you know, they all originate from my perspective of things. So like the way I was raised, um, I grew up in a religious household, so um, I grew up as a, you know, a preacher's kid. My dad was a preacher. Um, my grandfather was a preacher. My uncle was a preacher, great pastor. He taught me a lot. You know, he basically raised me more than, you know, everybody else. I grew up with my uncle's, you know, teachings. And we came up in uh, what you would probably classify as, like, the holiest of holies, uh, type of uh religion so mm -hmm. uh it was church of our lord jesus christ which is probably the strictest uh pentecostal church that's out there we you know we came up where you couldn't listen to secular music um you couldn't uh go to the movies uh mm -hmm. you couldn't uh it, it was so it was very no worldly things absolutely yeah yeah mm -hmm. it was like you know everything was a no-no no movies no uh we was in church on Easter and, you know, um, Super Bowl Sunday, I had to miss, you know, all the way up into halftime because we were doing two church services. So I grew up in a real strict religious background. And um, not until I got older, you know, I began to understand the differences and like, because the way I was brought up, I thought, okay, if you were in Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, you was going to hell, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. every other religious, every other sect, you know, I, I just every other sect of Christianity, every other uh, organization, I believe, OK, they, you know, like they, they doing it a little bit, but they're going to hell. So, I, you know, I grew up with a with a real strict um, religious background. And I thank God for that, because one thing that I learned is sometimes it's better to be safe than sorry when it comes to, you know, living in that in that walk, you know, walking that walk in Christianity. That's right. Um, I still, you know, I still pray every night. I pray with my daughter before she go to sleep. You know, I just do things, you know, the way I was taught when I was coming up. You know, even though, you know, I, I went, of course, I went out into the world. I, I experienced a lot of things. Um, you know, I fell a lot of times. I got back up. Um, mm -hmm. I got my preacher's license when I was young. I still preach to this day. I count two couples. I do marriages. I do, you know, I do a lot of things that, you know, still came from that background and that structure and I still apply it. Right. So when I remember recently I had joined the church, which was a Baptist church, but it was converting over to a non-denominational church. And mm -hmm. I, I helped out with, you know, just the structure of the church. And I applied like so many of those, you know, things that I learned, like, you know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I went to church at 12 o'clock in the afternoon it was called Noonday Prayer. That was every day in the summertime. So that's where I spent, you know, the midday of my summer every day. 
um, Tuesday night Bible study, Wednesday night prayer, you know, like I, I did it all. Friday night was uh, evangelistic night where, you know, like you would sometimes go out to other churches or we would have an outside service. So, you know, I grew up with that type of, of upbringing. And I think, you know, like I said, I thank God for the upbringing because I learned so much from it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, like I, I learned that God is less restrictive than what, you know, like those, the, the way that was structured. So God doesn't, you know, he doesn't want you to be a religious person. He wants you to have the right heart and the right type of way of thinking and seeing things. So, you know, that that's some of the things that I learned, you know, as far as, you know, my religious upbringing. Um, I think I, mine is like yours. Mm -hmm. I think mine is similar to yours, especially, and, and you know, I got to say it because the, um, and I don't know, other people may do it too, but in the African-American community, the black community, that's what it is. You know, yeah. Wednesday night Bible study, Thursday night building fun meeting, yes. Friday night mm -hmm. some cookout for the kids, Saturday we having a fundraiser. You're mm -hmm. in church like all, all, you know, and that's when your grandparents come if your, your parents can't get you and, you know, make you get Absolutely. up out of bed and go to church. Mm -hmm. So mine was similar. Mine was similar. I was raised similar, probably not as, because your, your father was a pastor, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you, yeah, yeah. But I was raised in a godly home. You know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that I've always done the right thing. And it doesn't mean that I was always, of course, in the place I am now. And so that's mm -hmm. why. And when I think about life coaching, that's that's the main thing. It is it's your experiences that help you grow. And and people may tell you how to get there. They may tell you, well, you know, you do this religion or you do that religion or no, don't do any religion. Just be spiritual or whatever it is. Yeah. But as long as you pray and you're seeking that knowledge and mm -hmm. growth, then my belief is that God is going to help you find a way. Absolutely. And that's my belief, God and Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, right? But everybody has their own belief. But yes. that is about growth. So I think it all ends up to being, especially what we're talking about today, family values, it is all about growth. Everything that we talk about, a family, religion, um, educational, um, work ethic, getting along with the family members, mm -hmm. teaching, you know, how to raise your children so they can go out and be productive members of society and know different backgrounds and how to get along with people. All of that is a growth process. And that's just what I really want to see people do. But yeah. I want to see people do it in their own time because everybody's different. So you can't listen to what, you know, somebody is saying what they think you should do, right? You mm -hmm. can take their advice, but then you have to go and reflect on yourself and find out and ask yourself, is that the best thing for you? Absolutely. And, and when it comes to finding, you know, the best thing for you, you know, it takes a lot of falling and getting back up and, you know, just, you know, yeah. the things that we go through, you know, like there was, um, you know, like I always say, you know, there was a time when, you know, I didn't walk that Christian walk and, you know, I was in the street and, you know, I learned yeah. a lot from the street as well. So like, you know, and I, and, I, and, you know, I thank God for my religious background because my religious background actually helped me deal with the street. So when I, when I was out there on the streets, um, a lot of people said, Hey, you know, you don't belong here. You know, like, what are you doing here? Um, I, was, I don't know I why. Why do you think that is? Because you touched on something that we're talking mm -hmm. about religion. Why do you think that is? Because there's so many people 
brothers and sisters of all races who are trying to come to God and they trying to get through and they're trying to ask for help, even though they're not asking for help. Mm -hmm. So why is it that when you come to the house of the Lord, some mm -hmm. congregation members, not all, of course, will look kind of down on you or down well, on that. So how did you how did you keep persevering even with that? Well, it, it's the um, it's this perspective that people have, like as far as good versus evil, you know, like I, I think that that's a false teaching because what happens is people are people like and you have to love everybody and treat everybody the same. So sometimes in the church and that's probably the worst place to fall, the worst place to make a mistake, because, you know, people are judgmental in the church. And that's yeah. where it chases a lot of people away from religion and away from the church. Yeah. You know, the, the, the people who are judgmental. So the thing that that helped me persevere through, you know, like falling and getting back up and is that I, I had people that prayed over me and right. really, you know, was able to talk to me when I made mistakes. So when I fell, they, they let me know, OK, we know you fell. But listen, like God still love you. I remember um, a time where like um, when I, I had got one of, well, my daughter's mothers, I got her pregnant and, you know, we weren't married and um, I was in the church and I was preaching and I had to get up in front of the church. And, you know, I felt that I needed to do that because of my upbringing to get up and, you know, confess, hey, listen, I right. made a mistake. Look, I did this outside of wedlock and, you know. And I asked the pastor, I'm like, listen, man, like you got to sit me down, just, if not for anything, just to make an example that people shouldn't do this. And he refused to sit me down. He was like, listen, I'm not going to sit you refused? down. Yeah, he refused. He's like, listen, like you, he's like, you're going to keep preaching. Like you, you know, like you're going to, you're going to preach and press your way through this. That's I'm right. not going to, I'm not going to let you sit down because if you sit down, you might not come back from this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he didn't sit me down. I mean, like, but coming up, you know, like, you know, from my old church, like I would have been sat down. I would have been silenced, you know, like nobody would have heard from me. So, you know, like that, you know, that that was probably like one of the biggest things to help me keep persevering is the people that God placed in my life. The people who watched over me, the people who prayed over me, the people who talked to me and gave me advice and looked out for me. And, I, you know, I thank God for those people. You know, yeah. How about you? Like, what? How did you persevere through like some of your mistakes and you know things Ooh. that you've been through? When you think, you know, you and I are adults now. So when we think back, like as as I'm looking at the youth today, right? When we yeah. think back, when we were like 13, 14, even in our you know 20s or early 20s, mm -hmm. um, I'm like you. I didn't make some of the best decisions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But like you had somebody there, and that is the main thing, even mm -hmm. if it's your family, your friends, whatever, to keep you encouraged and to keep you motivated, right? Because, mm -hmm. and, and I know, and I don't want to go too much off topic, but we're all born, right, with a sense of motivation. Mm -hmm. Some people think you can be taught and you can be taught, but in order to keep on being motivated mm -hmm. on the right path, you need somebody there to help give you guidance. And that's what increases your motivation yes. as you go through adulthood. So mm -hmm. you, it is very difficult. Can you do it by yourself? Mm -hmm. Probably. Is it going to be as successful? No, because you are going to need people there who have walked that path, walked that road to give you insight, to encourage you and to help guide you. 
And then that way you'll figure out, okay, this person, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to roll with them. They're helping guide me the right way. This person, no harm, but you know, Mm -hmm. we're not on the same path. So, you know, um, so I say for me, just like you messed up a lot, all of that. Um, and -hmm. then I think I'll say for me, the changing point was when I had my daughter. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. so you you got to be, you know, more focused. I wasn't real focused. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do, all of that, which is okay. But I think with her, she helped to grow me up a lot because now I'm not responsible for Ella. I've got a mouth to feed. I've Absolutely. got a daughter to raise. Mm-hmm. I've got somebody to teach who I want to go out here and do better than me, which is what, you know, parents mostly want the kids to do better than them. But mm-hmm. I think for me, that religion and help guide the path, um, to my religion, my mother, um, my father, my stepfather, um, my grandmother, you know, yeah. and my daughter, mm-hmm. because my daughter is in the church now. You know, I started her when she was young, young kids, church, yeah. teens, church. You know, we 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 teach our kids and take those things from what we learn. And then we we teach our kids the same thing so that they can go on and be better people. So I think we're in the same boat and you all mm-hmm. you live and learn. And we're constantly learning. Right, Gene? Absolutely. Yeah. Never, it's a lifelong process. You're never going to get mm-hmm. it all the way right like you wanted to. But as long as you're growing and learning, we're good. And you know what's crazy? Like, sometimes, you know, I just thank God for my mistakes. I thank God for them because, like, all those mistakes, you know, like, it was an L and an L. It was a lesson and a loss. But in the loss, I learned something. And, and I appreciate that. You know, like, every 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 time I fell, every mistake I made, I, I can honestly say I learned something from it. And it helped me, you know, it helped shape me out to be the person I am today. You know, like, so today, you know, like, I'm I'm actually working on a book. I'm uh, doing the podcast. I'm helping other people. You know, I'm able to preach to people. I'm able to teach people. I'm able to show people how to make it through their mistakes because of what I learned. And I'm so grateful for that, you know. And, you know, like, to be able to take, you know, somebody like me, you know, God is awesome for this, but to be able to take somebody like me, you know, that, that spelled so many times as uh, made so many mistakes and went through so many things and to be able to use me as a tool to help make somebody else better. I'm extremely grateful to God for that. You know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. So then we talk about religion. What else is like I said, it's so much work ethic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things tie into religion because, too, if you're really religious, you know, that that guides whatever your next step is, whether exactly. it's your job, like, friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got it guides you, you know, like it teaches you how, you know, how to apply yourself in the world, especially if you taught the scriptures in the correct way. So if you know how to apply the scriptures to your life, and that's probably one of the things that most churches, I would say, has failed people at. Is teaching people how to take the scripture and properly apply it to your life. So if mm-hmm. you don't know how to apply the scriptures to your life, you're just gonna look at the Bible as words, right? You know what right. I mean? Like, so you know, when that when, application is major, that's that's the most important part to me. Like, the that's major because the basic level, you get knowledge, you start all of that, mm-hmm. but application is the highest, and that's where people had the most difficulty they want to apply it they don't know how and they don't know the right thing and they don't want to make a mistake and they got to be you know you just got to understand we're going to make mistakes nobody can talk to you about making any mistakes because everybody makes them and everybody's going to make them so 
What yes. can they say to you? Exactly. But, you know, like, and what happens is in church, because, like, there's a lot of shaming because of sin and because of mistakes, like, you, people don't get up there and testify and tell their mistakes anymore. Right. So you, so there's nothing for you to base your, your decision off of once you make a mistake and once you fall, you don't know how to get up from that mistake because people aren't in there talking about, hey, listen, I made this mistake and this is what happened and this is how I made it out of that. So, and that's what they need, right? Exactly. Because if they feel like they can't talk, that person mm -hmm. may never come back. Absolutely. And it may be downhill from there. And really all they wanted somebody was to even mm -hmm. listen, even if you're not going to guide me, hear me out. Yeah. And I think we're so busy and we're so caught up in our own lives and our own situation that we don't give people that time to hear me out. Or even if I can't help you, let me direct you to somebody who can. But, and like I, like I was saying, I grew up in the church and I grew up you know, with people who, who are very religious, but they also had sense of humor. You know, like I got to see them make mistakes myself. You know, like I know yeah. I know all of my all of my father's faults. You know what I mean? Like I got to see it, you know, firsthand. I was in the pastor's offices and I heard them talk about things that they did wrong. So like I learned a lot of things, you know, just from sitting there, you know, just being a yeah. fly on the wall and you know, somewhere like listening to, to what people were going through. And, you know, that's one of the things that was important in my development because I wouldn't think that it would be okay for me to do what I do and to go forward as a preacher, as a counselor, as a as anything, if I didn't know that other people made mistakes. And, and you got and, and so how are you going to help somebody else if you don't want to tell them? And you some things are personal. You do yes. not have to tell everybody everything about you. Exactly. But give them something that mm. you made a mistake because you have glass yeah. houses. We're not throwing stones. You made a mistake. So give them something so that they feel like, OK, well, I, mm. my situation is not so bad and you make mistakes, too. So now I feel a little bit more comfortable to get help. I mm. see something in the comments. Gene. you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Mm hmm. We grew up on strong family values. Absolutely. And we, you know, like we all grew up on strong family And it's about values. growth. That's how we learn. That's right. That's Shonda Dombra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, I think with the um, family values, mm -hmm. and that's where it comes to family values, religion, mm -hmm. or spirituality, or both whatever, you know, whatever you are, yeah. that brings us to, or ties closely to morals and ethics. Uh-huh. And so I think morals and ethics are really intertwined in that because morally, especially like you said before, when you was out in the street and doing all of that stuff, maybe you had morals, you mm -hmm. had values because you had a base, you had a family base, right? Yeah. Now, that taught you that. Now, but let me tell you something. Look, right? When I was go ahead. Street, I was I was actually a, a nice drug dealer. Like I would smile and say good morning. But a <laughs> lot of drug dealers are nice. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, I was like, good morning. And intelligent. Good morning. How are you? Would, would you like some crack today? You know, like <laughs> what <laughs> I was really I was really nice. I was smiling, like, you know, like I was I was really nice out there in the street. Doing what you know, like I mean, I, I had to work a little harder than other people to to kind of like get a name for myself because everybody knew me as a church boy or everybody knew me as a choir boy. 
but at the same time, I was still nice with with the with the you know the drug addicts and everything. Like I'm smiling, hey, you know, how you doing today? You know, like, and it's because of like how I was brought up. You know, right. I was brought up to respect my elders, and most people who bought from me were older than me. Right. So like, I was just brought up in a in a manner where you know, like, you have to kind of you know incorporate you know like all of this stuff and i was really successful because i was nice and because yeah. i was positive and you know to be honest like i did some shady things when i was out there and um even when i did shady things i was still nice about it you know <laughs> and i thank god you know like i said i thank god that's what that's what that's what you were taught though yeah so that's what you were taught and that's how you live so even though you're doing something that is illegal yes hurting the community let's be honest even Absolutely. though you're doing that you mm -hmm. still have the moral things of the respect the mm -hmm. being pleasant the customer service yeah. all of that stuff tied <laughs> in together it's just that when you're and then and if you mm -hmm. was out there and you were really doing it okay now you got the work ethic oh, it yeah. just means mm -hmm. that your morals are not aligned now Cause mm -hmm. now you got the work ethic, you got your family values and mm -hmm. some morals. But now, because you're out there, right in mm -hmm. the world, now your morals are becoming Thank less you. aligned, exactly. and so you got to get back yeah. on track. That's all. Yeah, and even with the, with my work ethic, like I would start, I would start out um, six a.m. every day, like you know, like clockwork. And everybody yeah. used to look at me like, "What is this guy? I think it's a, this. This is a job." You know, I actually, I, I kid you not, like, I worked, I worked a summer youth job at the same time I was hustling. And I used to do, you know, like, this thing. A lot of people do. Yeah. And, you know, like, it was times, you know, my my mom busted me, you know, like, and all of that stuff. You know, we had our little, you know, our little fights and things like that. But, yeah. you know, my mom was like, listen, I know what you're doing, da, 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 yelling at me on the street, you know. But... At the same time, I still had that, you know, just that that common decency on how to deal with people, you know. Yeah, and and that's you know, and you did a um, great segue because that's um, one thing that we were talking about um, earlier is personal conduct and mm -hmm. social interactions. You know yes. what I mean? Mm -hmm. well, not only did you learn some values, you learned how to treat people and respect or whatever. It's how you communicated with other people, right? Yes, and mm -hmm. it's not only how we communicate with other people just for whatever it's also we want to communicate with them because we want that in return right mm -hmm. so if i'm communicating with you and i'm being pleasant to you and i'm being nice then that's the expectation that you're going to do the same thing to me even yes. though people don't do that right mm -hmm. and that comes yes. from a variety of reasons and half of them don't even have anything to do with you it is their life it is what mm -hmm. they went through prior to meeting you and, and sometimes we can take that um personally like it's an attack like if mm -hmm. somebody's rude or somebody cussed you out or whatever, but please understand, it has nothing to do with you. This mm -hmm. is something that has been within them or whatever they're battling. So we got to, if you start to think about it in those terms, it'll help you, you know, work in those areas when it comes to personal conduct and socializing and mm -hmm. all of that stuff that our families taught us. And even in like my relationships with, with you know, like any females I'm with. Oh, he said even with relationship is a job. I'm sorry, I'm looking yeah. at you. Even no, with no, relationship is a job. It is a major job thing. in relationships. Exactly. Like, but I take, if, even in my relationships, I take the same principles. Like, you know, like I'm not going to treat you in a way that I don't want to be treated. And the Bible says, do unto others as you have others do unto you. 
So mm-hmm. even in relationships, like it's the same thing. Like I'm not going to do something to somebody that I wouldn't want done to me. And I'm not going to lie because, you know, um, the, the way I am, like the way I'm wired, sometimes I take it a little more personal if somebody does something to me that I wouldn't do to them. So, you know, um, I, I don't know why people say, oh, it's your sign. It's this, it's that. You're petty. Da, da, da. I, I mean, like, I don't blame Are you them. petty? I don't Are you know. petty? I, I am petty. <laughs> I am petty. Because <laughs> you feel like, so you might be petty because you feel like there needs to be a get back. Yeah, you you know, because like, I feel like if somebody does something to me, like, I I have to do something back because I wouldn't do that to you. You understand but, what I'm saying? But, listen to what you're saying, because if we're really being honest, mm-hmm. and everybody's being honest, you said, I wouldn't do that to you, but what if you come in a circumstance? Is it always going to be like that every time? Are you always going to do the right thing? Or would you do something like where you have to reflect and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I made a mistake. Well, I often when 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 I'm getting people back or when I'm doing my my petty thing, you know, like petty, petty thing, like often when I'm doing that, I, I'll feel guilty about it. Like, man, I shouldn't have went that hard or maybe yeah. I shouldn't have done it in that way or maybe it was yeah. a better way. So a lot of times, like I find myself talking m- more on like, you know, trying to teach the person that I'm with, like, hey, listen, like if I did this to you. If you do this to me, like now I want you to see it from the other perspective. If I yeah. did the same thing to you, how would you feel? You understand mm. what I'm saying? Like if I did the same thing and I and I and I always can find the example or you know, grab another person or grab a <laughs> you know, like everyone is a little petty. I'm petty. Let's be honest. It, it, you can be eight years old and you still gonna be petty. So yes. it's okay. It's okay. You are right. But I'm, you not, can't, you but can't. I'm not just a little petty. I'm big petty. I'm not going to Yeah, lie. see, I think, I think, I think, Gene, okay, look, that takes us in a, a great break. We're going to be back because, you know, we got to pay these bills. So we're going to be back right where you left off, Gene. Okay. All right. Let's take, let's take a break. And by the way, you guys can call in. Um, the phone number is 646-309-0421. Let's go to break. Yes, call in. Call in with questions. We're here to help. We're trying to change lives. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. This is crazy. <laughs> you see, I tried to rush. Yes. Where we leave but off, Gene? We we're talking about my pettiness, but we're gonna we're gonna move on past that. I'm gonna just let that. I'm gonna just let that rock. It's all right. You know what? We is? love you anyway. It's all right. Communication is the key to making most things work in relationships. Communication is the key. So if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have proper communication you're not going to be able to um communicate things that bother you or stuff stuff like that so most of my life i like i grew up quiet you know i was a quiet kid 
Mm -hmm. Actually, like when I became an adult, people were really surprised when I started talking and preaching. And, you know, like they're like, oh, wow, he really talks. He really has these point of views, you know, yeah. like. So what happens is like when you were um, when you were quiet, I mean, when when you're a quiet person, a lot mm -hmm. of people misinterpret your quietness for 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 a weakness. Which mm -hmm. makes me, you know, which I, I, I basically have like what you call what people call the Incredible Hulk syndrome. So okay, I, I will take a lot of stuff before I flip. So like, but I then once I, you flip, yeah, it's like oh my god, and then I got to think to myself, oh my god, I just went somewhere where I didn't want to go, but because you know this person, I allowed this much stuff to happen before I said mm -hmm. anything. It, it it became a problem so yeah. you know like that that's probably like one of the things that i gotta work on and i'm working on like you know uh people would like say okay like soon as something happened you always got something to say or you complain about everything but if i don't say nothing about it i'm going to take it personal i'm going to internalize it i'm going to add it on to the other stuff that you did and then when I do get mad enough to say something, I'm going to explode and all of the stuff is going to come out at one time, which is why, you know, like when I was married, which is why I ended up getting divorced, because like, for the most part, I just allowed stuff to accumulate to a point where I couldn't take it no more. You know, like, yeah, you know, that that's a that's a very dangerous place to be. So, like, you know, it is. so communicating, I, I believe, is like probably the key to making relationships any type of relationship work whether yeah. it's at church on the street whether it's you know parties or whatever as long as you're able to communicate with people like you could actually you know make that bond stronger just like you and i sitting here having this conversation we're able to communicate which you know it's a pleasant conversation but if one of us yeah. was sitting here quietly like we would be sitting here like oh my god this i don't know about this like you know so because when people don't, I like that because when people don't communicate, I mean, it always makes you wonder because mm -hmm. you don't know your next step, right? Exactly. So if, if you're not communicating with me or you're not communicating enough for me to identify what's going on, mm -hmm. then how am I then going to say the right thing back to you, right? Exactly. So if you're not communicating with me, then I'm just going to go on, okay, well, you're not talking and I might say something out the way, which might make you further upset mm -hmm. or further not communicate, but that's because you didn't give me anything to go on. And so it's not saying that, you know what I mean? You have to tell everything, but you mm -hmm. have to give that person enough so that they can respond and they can respond accurately and they know where you're coming from. And that's why, you know, the thing I say always, and you probably heard this before, is always check other people. Okay, so I hear like you. Jean, mm -hmm. I hear you're saying that, you know, um, communication is important. And I, I hear you saying that that's an important thing and that that's your belief and that you don't open up as well. When you look back in your past, that's something that you feel like you could have done better. And then I'm going to check and I'm going to say, is that you, what you're saying? You Absolutely. know, and then you can, you know, mm -hmm. validate. Yes. Ellen, that's what I'm saying. And now we can move forward. But if not, now I repeat what you said. And now I'm giving you the option to clarify it. So mm -hmm. that we don't get off on one accord because we want to stay on one accord. So now mm -hmm. if it's not, you're going to say, no, Ella, this is what I meant. Oh, OK, well, then I must have interpreted wrong. So tell me again so I can interpret it right so that we can move on 
and progress with this conversation the right way, you know? And that that avoids misunderstanding. It avoids mm-hmm. arguments. It avoids fights. If people would just do that, but sometimes people get so angry, so upset, or, or so bothered that they don't feel like they owe anything to anybody else. And then that's yeah. when things go left. So, and, and with that, like, I believe that, you know, communication is probably like, proper communication anyway, is the single most important thing like that you that you can learn in this world. Like, I believe that if, you, if you're able to communicate, no matter what walk of life you're in, mm-hmm. that you, you would be able to help somebody else understand your perspective and be able to work with people. So communication goes for business. It goes for the street. It goes for church. It goes for everything. relationships. It, go, it goes for everything. So mm-hmm. like- On I'll, everything. I'll tell you, like, the thing that made me become a great, or I'm not going to call myself a great communicator because I'm still getting better at it, but the thing that makes, that made me become a great, a good communicator is I learned, I started doing sales. And when Mm -hmm. I started doing sales, I realized that, hey, I got to talk to people to feed my family. And realizing that, like, made me realize, hey, this works everywhere. Like, I, you know, like, I, I could talk to, I, you could put me with any type of person right now in any room, and I could sit there and, and have a good conversation with them. And I learned to talk with people about baseball, about the weather, about everything, about the news, whatever is the current events. I learned to communicate. And, you know, communication is the key to unlocking a lot of potential that a lot of people have that, are not able to reach that next level in what they're doing. Yeah. So if you're a music artist, you you know how to you learn how to communicate. Once you learn communication, you'll learn how to get forward in what you're doing. Just like yeah. in, in ministry, like I'm able to communicate with pastors. I'm able to sit down and talk with I can say like I said, in any room you put me in, I can sit down and have an honest conversation with somebody and right. really connect with them. And that's the important part about that communication, what you just said, that mm-hmm. connecting, because that will have people communicate. Then they'll talk to you a little bit more. Then mm-hmm. they'll tell you a little bit more because they feel comfortable. They Absolutely. trust you. Mm-hmm. And then you put yourself out there like you're no better than them. You are just like them. Yes. We're on, we on the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my sin is no, no greater than yours. You know, and even if you feel like it is, please be clear that you can start your life now and change that and yes. come out here and get what you really wanted to get from the beginning when mm-hmm. you were lost. Yeah, because there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole world to be had out there. And yes. For our people, like, you know, like we, we got to learn to do better. You know what I mean? And <laughs> do better. Communication is the part that, that we're missing. Like, because if you only learn how to talk one way, you're not going to be able to communicate with different people. Yeah. You're only going to be able to communicate with the people who talk the way you talk. You know, like... And so, you know what that comes... That comes with mindset. Mm-hmm. What's yes. your mindset? You know... So um, say, I'm going to curse. I'm going to I'm going to be hood when I go in here. I'm going to talk the way I talk. Then people are not going to be able to understand you. So, you know, like, you want to be able to sit down in any room and be able to talk to anybody. And yep. to be fle- to be flexible, basically, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, uh, there's a famous saying that Bruce Lee said. He said, "Be like water." 
And that's mm-hmm. that's the way, you know, I try to live my life. Like I try to be like water. Yeah. What does what what does water do? It flows. flows. No matter yep. where you put water at, it's gonna flow. You know what I mean? Right. If you spill water on the floor, it's gonna keep going. If you right. you know, you put it in the jar, you know, it's gonna be sitting there. Like anywhere you put right. water, it's gonna be and you have to be like water, you know, like in a, in order to communicate properly with people is probably one of the best talents and one of the best things that you could work on in, in life. It would get you everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could talk yourself right into a job and not have any skills. I mean, exactly. I've done it. You've yes. probably done it. Absolutely. And then we'll, once we get on the job, we just learn now, now what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And then we learn whatever we need to learn, but that, and then also people's personalities, like you said, you know, and I think people have problem with communication sometimes because they're just not used to different personalities or they don't really mm-hmm. want to accept everybody's personality or everybody's individuality because it mm-hmm. it goes against maybe their own values or their own yes. morals. And mm-hmm. so that kind of blocks blocks you out before you even get a chance to talk and understand the person. Because if you were talking to understand the person, you might find out that y'all have much more in common than you do. I mean, you know, then you don't. Yes. And I think that's what it is. I mean, we all have much more in common. I missed out out on so many opportunities when I was young because of that. I had I had my own moral compass compass. So what what happened? I remember one time I got um into a room, I got approved to be in a I got accepted to be in a movie. It was called Mr. Bill Collector. And the movie never went anywhere. You know, I'm glad that it didn't because I'll feel really bad, but I got offered a role and, you know, like they told me, you know, I had to be Mr. Bill Collector's gay son. So like for me, I'm like, oh, no, I can't play a gay person. I can't do that. You know, like yeah. to, to me, like I'm like just, oh, that, you know, like that's offensive. It goes against everything that I learned, you know, coming up and I'm not going to do it. But, at you know, and at the end of the day, you know, they're like, OK, we're going to go forward without you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like they were like, OK, maybe we'll find another smaller role for you. But, you know, we really wanted you to play this role. And I'm just like, you know, this is my first movie. I don't want to do it. Da, da, da. And, you know, I didn't I didn't get the I, I, I didn't get that part. You know, I, I didn't accept that part. Yeah. And um, I'm like, why would you pick me out of all people? <laughs> that, that I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I'm this. I'm not. You can't get. You know. You can't do this to me. This is disrespectful. But I. But that's okay. Because you have certain lines. That's where you draw the line. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has certain. Everyone. You mm-hmm. have to have certain lines drawn based on your beliefs, your morals, your values, mm-hmm. your experiences, whatever it is. All of that. You have mm-hmm. to do that, right? Because yeah. if not, people are just gonna have you out here looking crazy doing anything. So yeah, you have exactly. to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it just wasn't for you. And because mm-hmm. you left that within the right person who did it, got it. Yeah. And you know, the movie ain't going nowhere. So bless them. <laughs> <laughs> See, how petty I See look, there, there goes the petty. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my goodness. And then, like, you know, I, I'm, I mean, like, there was another role. Um, and uh, he got game. I remember they, they offered me a role. And I was supposed to, you know, say some curse words that I didn't want to say. And I didn't accept the part again. It was a huge movie. It actually worked out, you know, like, but I, I ended up not in the movie because of that. And I felt like the role was too small. You know, at the time I was doing rap music and doing a bunch of other things. And it was three lines, you know, and I'm just like, ah, that's too small for me. You know, like, that's too mm. small. That's too small for me. 
And I, I didn't accept that. And I ended up not missing out on the opportunity there. But yeah, it's because of, you know, just my, my moral compass stopped me from doing that, you know? Right. Was, you know, and it was a loss and a lesson. But at the same time, you know, like I got to see, you know, like, I'm like, okay, you know, next time they ask me to do something, I'll see how to be flexible or how can incorporate, you know, how I am with the part that I have. So, and then you might have been in the part, like you said, you was doing video. You might have been a part where you felt like you deserved a little bit more because right now I'm at this mm -hmm. status, right? So when you are at that status, people have to give you a little more. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's not that's just business. So yeah. that was cool. It's just, a, you know, like a lot of my friends got paid. They got into the actors unions, all of that stuff because of that. And, you know, I, I missed out on that ride, but it's okay. You know, like at the end of the day, what I was taught coming up, you know, didn't allow me to do that. But again, you know, like I'm grateful for my for for the values that I learned because I'm able yeah. to help people. You know, I'm able to, you know, what I mean, help people get healed or help people get delivered and freed from so many other things. Yeah. You know, because of what I learned coming up. And yeah. and again, I was able to you know go through some things and and free myself. You know, so I experienced it myself before. You know, I could apply it to somebody else's life. I'm glad for what I learned. Even like going through you know divorce, uh, going through being homeless, going through you know so many other things. I learned so much that it's like when I see somebody going through something, I could actually, you know, step into that situation. I could speak, you know, and understand their perspective before, you know, like before they, even if they're not able to communicate with me, I'm able to communicate with them that I understand what they're going through. I understand where, where you've been and where you're coming from. So yeah. here's how you get out. Here's how you yeah. get delivered. Here's how you get help, you know? And you know, I'm I'm just you know appreciative to God, you know, for for all of that though. The, me too. The, you know, and me and my brother were talking about you know like our you know the elders that in our family that passed on. We talked about my mom. You know, like she was a rock to us. You know, like she taught us yeah. so much. And then we have um my uncle who taught us so much again. You know, and mm -hmm. my father. Yeah. You know, thank God that he's still here, but. You know, we talked about him, things that, you know, we learned from him. And we, we, we actually just had this conversation earlier, you know, looking back on our aunts and, you mm -hmm. know, just, just the people who went on to be with the Lord. And, you know, just, that just instilled so much in us and taught us so much. You know, I'm just grateful for, for my family. You know, I'm grateful for the values that I learned and I'm glad and I'm proud of the person that I am now. You know, like I've been, Good, you know, yes. not, you know, aside from, you know, the things that, you know, we've been through, but, or the things that, you know, like my shady parts or, you know, like my, my edginess, like I still thank God for where I'm at, at this place right now. And, where and that's I'm part of your personality forward. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the edginess and all that, that's who you are. And that's what makes you uh, an individual, you know, and everybody has those gifts, you know, they just got to tap into them. And that's what I'm, I'm thankful for, just like you, like those family values and everything. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for family, if it wasn't for close friends trying to mm -hmm. guide us, we would not be here. Yes. We would mm -hmm. not be here. You know, today is today, right? Yes. They say tomorrow mm -hmm. takes care of itself. You don't know if anyone of any anybody's going to be here. So you have to live the best life you can, get better. You're going to grow until we pass. That's, that the learning and the growing never stops. You know, you just get better. But mm -hmm. like you said, everything that you went through, and I know 
that you concur is that out of pain comes greatness, period. Absolutely. Out mm-hmm. of your pain, that is where your strength and your greatness and your gift and passion is lying right mm-hmm. there. Yes. You know, and, and the, the hard thing is to make sure that people don't get stuck and get, you know, in that depressive state mm-hmm. to where you can't get out, right? You yes, can be depressed, absolutely. you can cry and all mm-hmm. of that, whatever time, just don't stay there because that is your greatness right there. Now you have to figure out how to use it. And that's probably what you've been looking for for the past 10, 20 years. Yes. That, and that's, that's, you know, it's like you just unlock something. It's like, oh my God, like I didn't know this was here. And, you know, like me and my brother, we, we were talking about, like, he was telling me, like, oh, man, you did, you know, you did a good job when you preach mo- at mommy's funeral. And yeah. I'm like, bro, like, you don't know, like, I was just trying to hold myself together for everybody so we could, you know, like, so I could get. Yeah. So what happened was, like, when I got, when I finished preaching and I, you know, I sat off to the side, you know, I just started sobbing and everybody, nobody could yeah. see me doing that, but. It was like, yo, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to focus on y'all while I was doing it. But, right. you know, like, uh, and focus on mommy and focus on y'all. And then at the end of the day, you know, bring it all back in. And I was trying not to break down. Like, so what I did was, like, I sat in the church, like, maybe like an hour before she got, th- you know, before everybody got there. And I'm like, all right, let me get it all out now. And I still didn't get it all out. So, you know, I ended up, you know, just crying at the end, but it was like, okay, I made it, I made it through like, you know, the, the hard part because, you know, like sitting there preaching with my mom in the casket, right? Yeah. It's like, geez, like, you know, how do you get through? Yeah. But you know, that's what she would have wanted. She would have wanted me to be yeah. strong for the family. And that's exactly, you know, what I did. And I'm, you know, I'm appreciative to God for giving me the strength to do that. You know, at the same time, you know, I just knew that, okay, I'm a breakdown at some point. I'm just glad that it was after, you know, the the sermon was over. And it was because, you know. Because you were in survival mode. You were in family mode, survival. So your need was, let me make sure they're okay. And so that's where your attention went, which was good because you were able to do that and deflect a little bit from, you know, your grief. Because you went in survival mode for the Mm -hmm. family and making sure everybody was straight. And so then once you got the time to get home and reflect and grieve, you know, and then people grieve. And then sometimes they may go when they lose a loved one or even Mm -hmm. Grieving a relationship. That's the same thing. Absolutely. It's the loss, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really, you know, anything else. It is that, you know, because people will say, oh, I love this person so much and this, that. And why won't they talk to me or this, that, and the third or my family members, you know, I love them so much. But what it really is, is the loss that you're yes. experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so now from that loss comes the pain. And that is what's uncomfortable. And that's yes. why you feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't make it. Well, can you really make it? Are, are you were you really that in love? Maybe you were or maybe you weren't. Maybe it is that mm-hmm. feeling of loss, because anytime we lose anything. You mm-hmm. lose your car keys. You yes. frantic. You know, mm-hmm. you and God forbid we lose our cell phones. Oh my goodness. That was one of the things that I learned as a sales tactic is the the fear of loss. To yeah. make the customer feel like, okay, if you don't get it today, <laughs> it's not gonna be here. Right. <laughs> and That's the salespeople, yes. Yeah. yeah. Buy will, today, today. Yeah, it will spring you into action because if you feel like you're gonna lose something that you really want. You you know, like you'll jump into action. Okay, I'll put the money down. I'll do whatever I gotta do to get it. And mm-hmm. that's you know, I was selling furniture, which you know, which was you know, it's, it's a really fun job. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, you get to do, you know, furnish whole houses and deal with families and things yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, it was like, you know, that was that was probably one of the key things that I would use, just the fear of loss. Yeah. And the same thing that's for what relationships. It it's like, that's why people always threaten to walk away. Some people will never walk away, but they'll threaten to walk away yeah. just to give you mm-hmm. that fear of loss. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know, let them see how it is when I'm not here and let them. That's enough. Because that loss, that's what it is. And people feel like and some people, like I said, it's so many people that I've had experiences with who have gone through this where they feel like, no, you don't understand. You know, Mm -hmm. this person I really love this person. Okay, but I just talked to you about six months ago. You were saying that person you really love. So helping them identify is it really love? If it is, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But is it really love or is it just something that you've lost? Because that's that's where it's hard for us to get past that. But once yeah. you can get past that and know mm-hmm. that it's another chance, once you can get past, okay, I can't find my phone, but you know what? It's around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or my keys, but you know what? I'll find them somewhere. I may have to be a little late. And once you're calm with that, accept that you're not going to be that affected. You know, just like the yes. things that happen to us as we grow and as we learn, the things mm-hmm. that affected us before no longer affect us in that way. Yes, absolutely. And that, that, that is the, you know, God honest truth. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I, I think about sometimes where, you know, like I broke up with somebody or, you know, like I remember, you know, being in relationships. I think after one, only one relationship made me cry. But I just think about the times where only one. Only only one. Only okay. One. Thank God. You know, like I was only hurt because she broke up with me nicely and I couldn't get her back. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't be petty. You know, like <laughs> you know, I know like, you hated that. I know you was like, mm. yeah. I'm like, yo, how do I do this now? You know, she yeah. she, she she had dinner for me. You know, everything was nice before she broke <laughs> up with me. So it was no way for me to really, you know. Yeah. Really turn that into oh she disrespected me or oh she did this and I'm right. gonna come back you know like there was no right. way to do that but you know like it was a you know it was a learning process you know like and now it's like anytime that I break up with somebody and most of the time I'm doing a breakup now like so it's a little different but anytime that I've done it like <laughs> anytime that I've done it now it's like I know to how to do it you know like yeah. I'm like okay. I'm gonna let them down easy. I'm gonna I'm do this nicely. I'm gonna walk away. You know what I mean? And I, I've learned, you know, how to be a, a gracious person in everything that I do. And it's, you know, I, because I've I've learned how to apply the values that I've learned growing up. You and doesn't I mean? that make all the difference? Yes, because if we think about how we would have responded to mm-hmm. people in the past. May yes. not have been the best way, but as we grow with our family values and our experiences and God, if, if you're a believer of God, some people are not, but mm-hmm. whatever it is that has brought you to that that point. And mm-hmm. now you're able, like I said, it's the same thing. And you just gave the perfect example. You know, the things that bothered us no longer bother us anymore. Things I would have got upset 10 years ago. I could care less if I even remember them. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. That's important. So, I, you know, like I learned to let go of all the tip for tapfulness that I, some of the stuff, not all of it, because like, you know, like I still have that, you know, like, hmm, what if I did that? Or if I do it, you right. know, if you do this, I'm going to do that. So I still have a little bit of that in my system and I, I'm still trying to, <laughs> trying to get it out. 
you know, like I'm, I'm still trying to let it go, but you know, I've learned to let go of a lot of things that hurt me in my past. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to, you know, how to navigate through life because of the, my upbringing and, you know, like just knowing that God is with me everywhere that I go and I'm able to apply, you know, like those principles everywhere that I go. Yeah. It helps me, you know, at the end of the day, it, it helps me to deal with people. It helps me to deal with me. Right. You know, cause at, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, your worst enemy is yourself. You know, like, because always the way you treat people, the way you treat things is, you know, like, that's, that's how that, you know, like. Yes. And Gene, you know what? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I'm saying. You are so right. And you know what? And understanding people put Mm -hmm. everybody on a high pedestal. Yes. High. Whether Mm -hmm. you just in love with them or you just infatuated by them. And then. Or family too. And then when they disappoint, you are so heartbroken. You are so let that. Because what you have to really Mm -hmm. understand and internalize is people are human. As we know, people are imperfect, period. And people are going to disappoint. That relationship is going to be a disappointment. However, that's just a little maybe argument or disagreement or we don't see eye to eye. But mm-hmm. but don't don't just when somebody does something, oh, I can't believe you. What? Yeah, you did. Because yes. they're imperfect. Yes. So don't be so quick to go and make sure you communicate. Like you got people, the, the comments in the chat and the things that you're saying, make sure you communicate because maybe there's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. that you just need clarity on. That's it. And then it could be nothing. Then at the end, y'all might be like, I'm sorry. I can't even believe I was upset like that. That's like this, right? Like I'm I'm a member of um the Faithful Black Man Association, right? Okay. Right? And the anytime, Faithful Black Men Association. Absolutely. It's a Go movement. ahead. It's a movement. We believe that black men don't cheat. You know, mm. but, mm. At, but at the end of the day, every time that like uh somebody gets caught cheating, you know, especially a black man, you know, like yeah. you know tend to bring that to him our attention. But it's mm-hmm. like, all right, he's not a, p- a part of our movement. All black men are faithful. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this chat. All, really? Yeah, because it goes against our nature to cheat. Absolutely. It goes against our nature to cheat. Wait a so, minute. It goes against a man's nature? Or no, you're talking about the movement? We're talking about the movement. So mm-hmm. once you learn how to apply yourself to this culture, <laughs> You learn how not to cheat, how not to put yourself in predicaments to cheat. So it's the same okay. Understand that the same thing, just like, just like we learn in church how not to fornicate or yeah. how not to sin. So it's the same. It's the same principles. Same principle. You just don't put yourself in a position to end up in a situation. So yep. that's that. That is you know like the crux of what what we believe. I love so, it. I love it. You know, with that being said, like a lot of times when they cheat and when they, you know, make mistakes, people bring it to my attention. And I'm just like, hey, listen, this guy is not a part of what we're doing over here. So mm-hmm. you got to let him, you know, let, let him do what he do. I don't care what, you know, people who are not a part of the movement do. If somebody did it. Yeah. And we not all like, exactly. We're not all like yeah. Derek Jackson, you know, like Derek Jackson did what he did. 
I don't care that Derek Jackson did what he did, but the thing that I do care about is that he took advantage of the black community, black women, and he made us look foolish. Mm. He was not a part of our movement, so God bless him. You know, like, and I yeah. hope that he gets through what he's been through, cheating on his wife and all of that stuff, and you know, doing all the interviews. But you know, like that's just you know, just something that you know I've learned that you know, like people are gonna let you down. We all gonna hurt, you know, somebody, and somebody's gonna hurt us. And at the end of the day, like communication is the key to resolving those problems. So today, you know, it's been a beautiful show today, Ella. I look forward to working with you in the future. Yes, uh, sir. Like, if you're free next week, we'll have you back on, actually. like Maybe like, free. You're going to be free. This season, as I look at my calendar, no, it's been a pleasure to be here. And I yes. love everybody, the staff, everybody, the producers, mm -hmm. you, of course, mm -hmm. anytime, anytime. All right. So I look forward to having you back again. Um, It's been another beautiful show. Um, May... God bless everybody who watched, and I hope y'all learned yes. something. And if not, then you know we'll keep going till you do learn something. So, that's and right. that's on everything for this week. All right, God bless y'all all. Thank y'all so much. That's on everything.